Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. We have a crazy-ass next power hour for you, full of hearing from LeBron James. Frank Vogel not happy at the officiating at the end of Game 5 tonight. The Heat outlast the Lakers, 111-108. The final sequence for the Lakers is just inexplainable. Down by a point with 17 seconds left. LeBron drives to the hoop. He's got three guys on him, throws it back out. To Danny Green, who misses a three. The rebound goes to Markeith Morris, who has an open Anthony Davis underneath. And he throws it over his head and out of bounds. 
and the game ends. The Heat hit a couple of free throws. The Lakers' desperation three is not even close. And the Los Angeles Lakers, who put everything into that fourth quarter comeback, find themselves now looking at another game against the suddenly rejuvenated Miami Heat. And, you know, Mike, one thing that hasn't been talked about in in this, because we'll get to the Yankees coming up in a second, is that you look at the last, the final plays for the Heat and the Lakers, okay? The Lakers' final play is LeBron. He takes it to the hoop. Somehow, with another superstar player to get to, he winds up dribbling into three players, right? Or there's three players who come in, and there's no better option than him throwing the ball out back to the three-point line to Danny Green. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that play, we, I, I talked about how that's the epic fail, how a better play is not called I don't get. And then you get the play, the final play of the Heat, which was they spread the floor, and Jimmy Buckets gets one-on-one and gets contact with Anthony Davis and goes to the free-throw line. Frank Vogel not happy that Jimmy Butler was basically sent to the free-throw line every time he took a shot down the stretch. But you look at two plays that were drawn up one was we're spreading the floor and somehow only one guy got in jimmy bucket's way you know other people could have taken the shot true he could have given it to duncan robinson but you know jimmy butler's gonna take the shot and still the lakers had the floor spread and only anthony davis was there and he and he winds up going up and jimmy butler gets the foul call it's a great play by butler it's phenomenal to go in and draw the contact and get to the free throw line when you know that was exactly what his aim was going to be and then the other end the Lakers couldn't figure out, okay, LeBron with the ball. The Heat figured out the right defense to put on, and they couldn't figure out the adjustment to make after that. All right? It's like the Heat was, all right, we're spreading the floor. Jimmy Buckets is going to the hoop, and the Lakers are going to have one guy on him. Okay, that's a bit of a fail. And then the other end, more of a fail when LeBron's got it, and they don't have anything better than throw the ball back out to Danny Green. Two teams in the stretch with two big plays called for, and the Heat called theirs to perfection, and the Lakers had all kinds of problems with theirs. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about that heat sequence, though, I'll take my chances that a guy who's defensive player of the year and guy we're talking about for finals MVP and all these accolades as the next guy, not maybe not getting the baton handed to him by LeBron, but but snatching it from his hand during these playoffs, those kind of things. Uh, I'll take my shot. And in this case, you got enough of body contact that they decided to call the foul. And... Look, refereeing was already being scrutinized throughout this game for some ticky-tack calls and some other bodies flying. The fact that flopping is back in vogue in a big way in the bubble. I know the Hollywood studios are out there, right? That's what they call part of the the Disney property. But come on now. Uh, Guys are flying all over the place like... You know, they've been run over. I don't know, like they've been hip-tossed like Worfs was by uh, Khalil Mack yesterday, <laughs> I think is what we've seen. For the Lakers side of things, like the you knew the ball was going into LeBron James' hands. It was just a question of, is he dribbling it for the last shot? Or do you have the drive and kick option? And your number one thing is anybody but AD, right, if he's going to kick. And Green had... I don't know that you're going to find a shot that's more open. Like, just really, when it comes Mm -hmm. down to it. And he just flat out missed it, right? And in the post, LeBron addressing that multiple times from multiple angles, uh, as we'll hear. But it's it's the billion-dollar question. Would he have gotten the foul call if he'd gone up with three bodies there? 
<laughs> Most folks say yes. It was. I mean, you drew it up. You predicted that was going to be the final play, right? I, LeBron I at the foul you, right? line, yep. nails two, and done. Like that was exactly how you drew it up. And instead, you got a miss and then a Morris. You know, and and the thing is, is that the the you you mentioned the the, the play LeBron making the right play to pass out to Danny Green, and and the Lakers can cover this up with okay, the pass out to Danny Green that that was you know he was the open guy. Um, there's also, and this is why I mean that the, the actual play call itself was what was the fail, is because it's one thing to pass out to Danny Green for a game-winning three in February on a Friday night when they're playing the Spurs and they're on mm-hmm. the road and it's a one-point game. There's another thing about passing to bleeping Danny Green with the NBA title on the line and this guy's going to make a three to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. There's that's two different threes you're asking Danny Green to make. I don't care. Well, he should be able to make it. He's open. There is a difference in making a, a three on a Friday night in February and making a three when the Larry O'Brien trophy is going to be pulled out and held over your head. And the Heat are happy every single day of the week that that was the shot the Lakers wound up with. We will give you that every single day. We'll give you some one of your other players to make a championship winning shot when the when the Heat needed to stay alive, what was their play? Spread the floor. The only guy shooting this ball is Jimmy Butler. And somehow the Lakers defensively, who had played so well, couldn't find a way to get in and pack the paint and stop Jimmy Butler from getting to the hoop and taking that shot. So you, you look at all the things, the good things the Lakers have done, there are some fails that were clearly either okay by the Heat or they were fails that the Lakers clearly could have planned a- around and they didn't do it. And that's why I, I look at this game and you see all the ways everybody played this was more a game the Lakers lost than the game that the Heat wound up winning because I say okay the you're up 3-1 you should come in aggressive they didn't you should be able to put this team away they didn't you should be able to have better plays at the end they didn't uh so I look at this as hey you're gonna allow us to stay around the Heat aren't gonna give it to you and the Lakers walk away from this this is a game they lost well, they go up and snatch it, right? Jimmy Butler, I'm currently creating a, a giant painting to in tribute to uh, the brilliance of him uh, over these last couple of games in the series as they take away that perfect record in closeout games that had been the talking point for LeBron James these last few days and hand them the first loss uh, in the Mamba jerseys as they switch to get them into the game five. But it is you you look at the the lakers down the stretch as steve desager said in the updates uh throughout the night right final 5 minutes you're 0 for 7 from three point range mm-hmm. to your point of the lakers giving it away contested d you know shots i mean i i i'll leave it to the analytics folks that go through and grade how the degree of difficulty based on the defensive composition on each possession as you roll. LeBron left everything on the court. AD, we'll see We'll see what happens with that foot, right? That's an extra subplot that goes into game six now. Is that aggravated? Is that a, you know, a, a day-to-day kind of thing where he's just got to gut through it? Is it a bigger deal? You know, as Frostburg, you and I were texting back and forth in the opening minutes of this game and then when that happens like wow we have bodies all over the place and we've seen it all series where guys seemingly have been impaled or any number of things you'd see in your favorite marvel or batman movie and then two minutes later it's like all right he's up he's good 
Batman. And to that, Anthony Davis did play 42 minutes on the night, 28 points. They just need more consistency from these other other players along the way. KCP gave him 16, but was broke down the stretch. Absolutely bankrupt on his three-point shots, the last of which was an air ball that Anthony Davis retrieved and put back. I was, you know, Iowa used to run that play all the time where, it looked, you know, the fake shot, but it was actually a pass into the low post. I guarantee you that was a KCP just air ball uh, that was air mailed and saved. So they, they actually caught a couple of breaks in those circumstances as well. But uh, game six, man, uh, all bets are off. I had the Lakers in six before this thing started. Uh, we'll see if they can close it out, but I'm certainly at the edge of my seat watching what Jimmy Butler has been able to lead this team to do. The numbers he put up tonight are absolutely mind-boggling. And you know what? Coffee is for closers, Smith. <laughs> uh, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Let's hear a little bit of LeBron James meeting the media a few moments ago following a tremendous night for him, a 40-point night. Looked like he was going to win the NBA Finals MVP and then – Danny Green missed, and Markeith Morris threw the ball out of bounds when he could have got it to AD for a potential game-winning shot. Let's hear from LeBron. LeBron, you've obviously been on the other side of this, coming back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, is there something about that experience, do you think, that helps you understand what it will take to kind of slam the door on Miami now that it's been somewhat left ajar for them? Well, listen, at the end of the day, you, you just you don't predetermine anything, and you... Um, take the game as it's going, and then you play. You play each quarter. You play each possession, and um, and you and you live with the results. And, you know, you don't think about what could happen at the end of the game and, and things of that nature. You, you don't get, you know, get caught up in the aftermath. You have to live in the moment and uh, prepare yourself um, each and every possession. Because um, if you start to wander and your mind starts to go, you, you make a mistake. And, and one thing about this team that we're playing, they make you pay for every mistake. And it's the same um, as when I was playing against Golden State all those years. You make a mistake, they make you pay. So um, we have to understand that. Awesome. Obviously, two vets and, and Danny and Markeith were involved in that, that play. Um, is that a situation where you, you talk to them after a game like this, or do you feel like you know they, they have experience, they kind of know what it is, and they'll come ready for game six? Um, I mean, they're vets. They're vets. I don't think um, too much need to be said to them, um, and I believe they'd be um, you know, much better. Um, and not saying that they even played you know, bad tonight. I thought you know, everyone that was in the lineup tonight and got minutes you know, gave the effort. Um, we just had some, we had some mental, some mental breakdowns at times, and they make you pay for it, like I said. So, um, you know, we got to look at the film tomorrow and see how we can be better. David Medman. LeBron, from I think 2:52 remaining to 46 seconds remaining, you and Jimmy went back and forth. It was six straight possessions where one of you scored for your team, and even with the questionable calls, you talked about Jimmy and his competitive nature and it's something that you relish. Can you take us inside what it's like being in that battle with the, you know, with the game on the line? Um, well, I mean, that's that's the beauty of the game, you know, being able to compete at the highest level, you know, and you um, you, you take those opportunities and, uh, and you live in the moment. You're trying to make plays uh, for your team to be successful on uh, both ends. And uh, we were both just trying to do that and, and try to will our team to a victory. 
and uh, you know he was able to uh, you know make one more play than I was able to make tonight um, and, and come away with the victory. Right, talking about calls, I ain't trying to get you in trouble, but uh, just from your vantage point on the last foul that got Jimmy to the line, AD kind of like he went straight up. What did you see from that vantage, from your vantage point? I know you guys didn't have a challenge, but what did it look like from your view? Um, I mean, I thought um, AD made a heck of a play at the rim. Um, I, felt, I felt he was chest to chest uh, with Jimmy, uh, making him change the trajectory of his shot and, uh, and the card in Garway. Um, you know, I feel like you know at that, you know at that point in time, I think it was a it was a tough call, um, but they made the call. We still had an opportunity to um, you know to win, um, but we feel like you know with AD, you know, and with you know him at the rim and him contesting things like that, we feel like we could, you know, we could have swayed our way, but it didn't. All right, so there's LeBron James saying basically, okay, now we got to get ready and get ready back for game six and the sunny side for the Lakers is because we talked about what the dark side is is that they put a lot into this and and their energy level could be really flat and LeBron James could run out of gas does he have enough left uh, the other part of it is the fact that they did come into this game and, and and you know look they played well the Heat were able to take the lead when AD went out in the second quarter when he had that heel contusion and, and the Heat wound up taking a 10 point lead they kept for a long time uh, the big thing is that the Lakers did not come out they came out in the Mamba jerseys, but they didn't have the Mamba mentality. And and they came out with, okay, we're going to play this game, and they were expecting the Heat to give it to them, and the Heat didn't give it to them, and so it came down to a fourth-quarter battle. It's, you know, in a game in which you can win the championship, I really did expect a, a, a more of a throw-the-hammer-down effort from the Lakers in, in, in Game 5, and we didn't get it. Yeah, you got it from LeBron James, and in spurts you got it from Anthony Davis. And a couple of possessions, I guess you could say KCP, when his shot wasn't broken. But, yeah, the overall effort, not not consistent. Not a full 48 uh, knockout punching. Uh, an attempt to just eviscerate the heat. They, they Look, and that, they're a team that you knew wasn't going to go down without a fight. That, that's been the, their mentality. That's been their identity. We always talk about identity and teams being able to – to discover and, and work off of what they do best. We'll do that in the NFL in a little bit. Is is that's what the, the Heat are. They, they've bought into what Spolstra, Pat Riley, and Jimmy Butler are selling from the rookies to the undrafted guys to, to the veteran players. You know, Udonis Haslam cursing everybody out on the sideline. It's the same thing. We're, we're going to give you the Nolan Richardson equivalent of NBA hell. Right, Nolan Richardson was give you 40 minutes. Go look it up, kids. Uh, and then you've got the NBA equivalent of we're going to fight you to the final buzzer. And for the Heat, fantastic effort. Kept working to get to the rim, forcing the action. Duncan Robinson has a career game from the outside. Uh, that certainly doesn't hurt. Tyler Hero was quiet in this one. Hits free throw down the stretch to help ice it. But you, know, you got their their best effort as well. So you're going to have two punch drunk fighters, I think, come Sunday uh, <laughs> based on the energy expended. Look how short the, the heat bench was, right? You had two guys play. 
Iguodala and Kendrick Nunn. That's it. Everybody else were a bunch of DNPs. And at one point, you had J.R. Smith cursing at Kelly Olynyk over something that yeah. started. To Eventually, make its they're way. just going to play so. five guys. It's just going to be they're going to play their five at, guys. Right? Everybody goes forty-eight minutes. That's it. That's what they're going to do. Shirt skins. <laughs> let's go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at ten p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The final out in the books. The Yankees are out of the playoffs. They fall to the Rays 2-1 to one in a moment of delicious irony and drama. Mike Brasso, who was at the crux of the of the hatred between the Yankees and the Rays back in early September. Aralis Chapman throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball at his head. Uh, They glare at each other. Chapman gets suspended for a couple of games. And now here they meet in Game 5 of the ALDS, and Brasso hits the homer on a 100-mile-an-hour pitch that wins the game for the Rays over the Yankees. 2-1, to one. the Rays go to the ALCS, Mike's Rays, who we picked to go to the World Series, and I guess I say my Astros because I picked them to go to the World That's 
series in March. So we have a big drama again up against each other, me versus you. But boy, this Yankees team, I really am stunned that it came to an end this fast and they lost a game where Garrett Cole pitched. And, and this is just a failure for the Yankees that is beyond imagination because clearly they were good enough. They were good enough to smack the ball around the yard and be a team that can just out hit everybody in October. All they had to do was make sure our starting pitching was okay enough. And the Yankees decided we're okay enough. And they really weren't because outside of Garrett Cole, they had nobody. And the thing is they knew they had nobody and they still didn't go out and try to bolster their rotation at the deadline and they wind up losing two games in the middle of the series in which the starting pitching never gave them a chance and that's where the Yankees lost this series when they lost game two and game three seven five and eight four yes they lost tonight two to one it was a thriller but this shouldn't have been this big for the Yankees because as good as the Rays are the Rays are a solid team everywhere that's why they're they're good this was a 90 win team last year it's not surprising they're achieving here in the playoffs but this is a Yankee team that mashes the crap out of the ball, has a great bullpen, but you can't pitch seven guys every night when you can't have your starting pitch at least give you a couple of innings. The Yankees could have gone out and done that. They, they could have gone out and, and, and gotten a couple pitches at the deadline that would have been great for this year. Into next, It's not like they have guys that are ready. Okay, we're ready. we got guys. No, no, no. You're talking about Tanaka, who is at the end of his career as a New York Yankee, and, and clearly it was they're hoping and got their fingers crossed that he could be okay. The Yankees could have gone out and done this, and they could have helped themselves, and they would be in the ALCS had they done it, but they didn't. Yankee fans are going to be mad and I can't say I blame any of them Mike Harmon because they did it to themselves by not going out and trying to get better at the deadline when clearly just a couple of guys that could throw innings they keep throwing Lance Lynn out there right. because he was out there like hey you know yeah. he was available you know Cardinals still are a team that went meant to the playoffs but hey there, there are guys like that who can pitch pretty good in October for you and they're not going to be that expensive it's not like they could well you want to give up Gleyber Torres and who no, no you don't have to do that but the Yankees refuse to go they get polarized into not making trades because all the young players they have, they all think are going to be stars. And then a year and a half goes by, and it's, well, maybe Andujar is not a star anymore. Maybe Sanchez isn't a star anymore. And then it's, do we put him in the lineup? Do we not put him in the lineup? Is he in the ALDS roster? Is he not on the ALDS roster? This is what the Yankees did. And th- this is where they completely can look back and say, that's our failure. That's why we're not winning, and that's why the Rays are going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been consistent for as long as we've been doing this show. If you've got a shot to win that year, you figure out what you need to do to make that happen and put yourself in the best chance to do it, not leaving it to hoping that bats are going to continue the conga line in the playoffs. Yeah, we've seen runs across the board up if we just generalize, but you know there's always going to be that pitcher's duel. Do you have enough horses? Do you have enough in your bullpen to make it happen? Hey, you want to hear how this one ended? Let's hear how this one ended, A.T. Swinging a long drive, deep to left field. Going back is Gardner, all the way to the wall. It's gone! A home run for Mike Brasso. The Rays have taken a 2-1 lead and sweet justice in San Diego. Pitch on its way. Swing and a line drive left side of the infield. Fielded by Wendell. He made the catch! Rays win! Rays win! They're staying in San Diego, and they're on their way to the American League Championship Series as they knock off the New York Yankees 2-1. to So there's your Rays radio network on the call. Uh, Jet, you saw how fast he had to speak with the home run. 
There's a drop. Oh, it's gone. Uh, and, and obviously the final call, the excitement. But as you're saying, on the market, whomever that was going to be, you didn't need to go get the highest price guy, but you needed someone that could come in, give you six innings, and roll. And look, you got you got it in from Cole today, and I'm sure people will be blasting him left and right that he didn't get out of the sixth inning. That's what we paid $340 million for. Uh, that, that'll be the talk of the town and that'll be the back of the fish wrap. But the reality is that you needed guys in the middle of this series to help you out and you didn't have it. Uh, I, I, I can't get over how they've been afraid to make those in-season moves. Because outside of that, they've done – look, look, bringing up the farm system has been great. They've mm-hmm. gone out and made the right moves in free agency. They've brought in the right players. That's worked. But when you see your team and go, okay, what do we need here? You right. know, the Yankees, they, you know, there's some teams that, well, we don't want to make a move. We don't know. We don't want to trade any of our guys because they might be – there's a difference between most of the teams and the Yankees and the Dodgers, right? There's a difference. Between, and, and sometimes you can throw the Red Sox in there too, but clearly, obviously, this wasn't the Red Sox here. But there's a difference in those teams when, okay, we have to go out and be aggressive middle of the season. There's there's three times to be aggressive. There You're aggressive in the offseason, you're aggressive when you're bringing up your young kids and making them play, and you're aggressive when you say, okay, what are our holes and what do we need at the deadline? And the Yankees said, nah, I, I think we're good. I I, uh, I think we're I think we're okay. I think we're for right right here. I think we're all right. If They're for not- no other reason, Jason, this year of all years, because of all the mutant circumstances, this is when you pulled the trigger to bring a guy in. Even in a normal season, you could say, all right, over 162, guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to miss time. But in this season where you knew there were so many variables added in, why wouldn't you shore that up just to make sure you were covered? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. 
to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There will be two less winless teams in the NFL after this weekend. All right. And the, the Jets are going to play. It was a false positive COVID-19 test earlier today. The Jets are going to play this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals. These two stories do not have anything to do with each other. It's not the Jets who are, who are going to win. Cleveland! Uh, but now that would Cle- be one. Hey, you know what, though? Joe Flacco, baby. <laughs> He's going to throw six touchdowns. The look, Jets all of a sudden, Arizona's win. looking uh, like an average team, right? They came out like a house of fire. All of a sudden, there's a world of problems. Kenyon Drake has disappeared. So, oh, I know. Uh, look at that. I'm trying to talk up your Jets. How do you like Flacco, that? Flacco's going to throw four touchdowns. The Jets are going to win, and it's going to be, boy, Darnold must suck because Flacco can win with this offense, and Darnold can't. And now it's uh, – anyway, why do you do that to me? Why do you do that to me? Why? I was trying um, to just give you hope. I'm going to tell you that the two teams that are going to win, the two 0-4 teams that are winning, the Texans – Finally freed from Bill O'Brien, they beat the Jaguars, and it is a lot of frustration. That is now gone, much like in Major League Baseball when a manager gets fired, regardless as to who even comes in to manage the team. The team plays better because they're freed from a bad situation, and they're just out there playing. That's going to happen this weekend. Texans are going to beat the Jaguars, and... The Falcons get a win. They're getting Whoa. healthy on defense finally. They're going to get three of their starters back this weekend, which is a big deal because they've not been able to do anything defensively so far this season. They're going to score a ton of points, even without Julio Jones, if he's still dinged up and can't play. Falcons win a lot of points against the uh, against the Panthers, but the Falcons win and the Texans win. They both get their first wins of the year. I tell you what, reading about the everything in Houston, just laughable. Uh, the the fact that coaches didn't bring things were getting yelled at for mistakes being made on the practice field. I mean, I know you know you practice perfect, you play perfect, and all, but yeah. evidently Bill O'Brien took that to a whole other level. Yeah. So they wouldn't try anything out, <laughs> or they'd try to huddle to say, "Hey, how about we do this wrinkle?" And he'd be all mad, like they were wasting time trying to get the wrinkles done during a practice. (laughs) So talking about how freeing that is, I could see it. And Atlanta Carolina is actually, I think, going to be a pretty entertaining game for fantasy purposes. you got points galore there. And the fact that Todd Gurley started running uh, normally and didn't look like he was in mud the second half is a good boost for them as well. And Uh, maybe Calvin Ridley will catch a pass this week. I mean, he might might catch a pass. You never know. An O for last week. Mm-hmm. But there's your big, there's your two teams that were winless that will not be winless after this weekend. That will leave just the Jets and the Giants. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.